Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Fruits 11 and 15, Almost Wharf online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Kia, Hyundai, the best in new inventory, all with great warranties, I might add. Great pre owned inventory. With the Sunbury Motors Guarantee and a fabulous service department that backs it up with fabulous technicians, and they're looking for even more great technicians. So if you want a job there, apply. SunburyMotors.com or show up in person. Give Todd a call at 286-7746. Time now for our play-by-play call of the day. Bucknell wins an in-season tournament championship. Full board pressure, and Edmonds will give it to Timmerman. He's open for a layup. God! And he was F-O-U-L-E-D. That spells foul. Yes, indeedy. Foul on the Govs. Ah, yes, the outstanding, and I mean outstanding, Doug Birdsong with another signature call as Bucknell wins. The tournament in Dayton. They're now four and two on the year. All right, so let's turn our attention now to Penn State football from On3.com and from Blue White Illustrated. Nate Bauer, sir, always a pleasure. Great to have you with us. Same to you, Steve. Happy to be with you on the. Yeah, no, that's a perfect intro. Let's go. What do you got? All right, so let's start with uh, the football part since you were physically there witnessing that, and then we'll get to the basketball part, okay? Yep, yep, yep. Um, so watching the game play out, I had said earlier I felt like the first quarter played the way Greg Schiano needed it to play out. The final three quarters played the way Penn State needed it to play out. What were your thoughts? Yeah, I think that's, I think that's accurate. I... Um... You know, it's kind of it's it's interesting because obviously Penn State wins, uh, you, you know, in a blowout fashion. Um, the offense wasn't good for Penn State, right? I mean, they, they struggled to move the ball. I think six punts, maybe it took uh, to start the game before they were able to score a touchdown, and that mm-hmm. touchdown was scored on a short field. M- my point being, all of the the avalanche of injuries and absences um they're, they're catching up to them <laughs> I mean, sure. just, there's, there's no way around it right i mean uh it's a, it's a good story to look at drew shelton and say oh you know to have that ability to be able to step in and um you know fill in for olu Fashanu is is great i mean it's a, it's a great development for penn state but he struggled at the beginning of their game there were there were sacks i mean it's just i, I think it's just my takeaway being that it's it's easy to kind of gloss over that this is how Penn State is going to have to win moving forward. Uh, 
And obviously only two games left, but if if Parker Washington is out presumably uh, for an extended absence, Olaf Shanu is still out, Caden uh, Wallace has not returned, Landon Tangwall we know is out for the rest of the season, right? Like so, so all of those different factors. You're talking about losing losing you know as many as four starters from your offense at the beginning of the year. Right. Uh, yeah, you're gonna ha- you're gonna have to rely on the defense, which is coming into its own creating some either opportunities for easy points or actual points. And that's what happened on Saturday. Which uh, I want to get to Jair Brambles. I want to start there because um, we've talked about it would just feel like I'm watching a a next level guy in front of us. What What do you think of how he has played and how he has progressed? Yeah, I think I think you know what James Franklin said uh, last week about him not getting enough attention is is warranted, right? I mean, he's just he's in on everything. He's he makes them go. He's, um, you know, I I thought that the the telling of all the answers that, that Franklin gave about him last week, the one that I thought was telling was how he impacts everybody else on the field, but particularly the rest of the defensive backs. And if you go back to a conversation that I had with Anthony Poindexter before the start of the season, that was more or less what he said was his his intent in the preseason was to be able to get the other safeties up to speed to be able to play and be at their best without take on the field because of that impact because of what he does for them i mean i just think i think certainly at the next level you know whatever his opportunities are uh you know he's just he's a guy who is suited to excel he he's so mature he's so composed uh and obviously the way that he plays on the field um you know gives you a dynamic presence that is is showing up as making plays that's only going to help Penn State moving forward and certainly for him uh, in the rest of his career. For the season, Penn State, uh, for the season, has 26 different guys that have had tackles for losses. In the last three games, Penn State has 41 tackles for losses. What are you seeing? Yeah, you know, certainly that, that diversity of I mean two things let's be honest here right uh, <laughs> uh, Indiana's offensive line not great uh, Maryland's offensive line and what they were able to do not great and certainly Rutgers had had some struggles and a quarterback who uh, I, I did not feel I mean he just he just really struggled he struggled to get away he struggled to make accurate passes I mean you name it uh, there is that side of it that exists but also, Penn State's breadth of talent is is shining through. I mean, I think that if you're if you're summarizing what the end of this season means for Penn State football, it's all of the optimism that that people should have. This silver lining of yes, there have been some absences and people have been banged up, but younger players who have been able to take advantage, like Amin Vanover. Right, he's yes. not a name. We don't talk about him yeah. all the time, but nope. has two tackles, and both of them are behind the line of scrimmage. Uh, it, it just—I I just think that you see that 
Uh, Abdul Carter is obviously a star already, going yes. to continue to be a star. Yes. Um, but but Kobe King taking steps. I, I just you, you see it all over the field that these are guys who are really in their first, maybe second year of eligibility. Uh, you, you know, presuming that Penn State is able to do what it needs to do to keep these guys in the program this off season. Uh, um. Okay. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Like it'll be, it'll it. Penn State as a program is shaping up uh, to have you know success moving forward. Now let's go to one of the under radar guys. Sometimes you come out of the spring game and everybody goes, "Oh, okay, that's the spring star. We'll never see him again." And then there's Dominic Deluca. When you look yep. at you watch Dominic Deluca play, and he, he's not going to get out there and get forty, fifty snaps. But what have you thought watching him and how he's contributed? Yeah, he's just you know he's a he's a perfect Penn State story, right? I mean, when I think of the you know the Penn State football program and uh, guys who have taken advantage of opportunities like that, I mean he, he he's that he he is right the walk on who. Uh, has been able to maximize the opportunities that he has. He has a nose for the ball. He's he's always in on plays. I think that you see uh, there are uh, there are occasions where he can get washed out of plays. His size isn't great, but that's not really the point. The point is when Marquise Wilson sets him up to to make you know to lay a hit. He he does it. He he brings the wood and and puts the ball on the turf, and there's Kobe King to scoop it up and score. So I you know I, I've been very impressed by him uh, this season, and I think that Penn State internally uh, loves him. I mean he, he's just he's a perfect representation for them of hey this is the example do do, do these things and you can work your way onto the field. Offensively, Katron Allen ends up being the Big Ten freshman or co-freshman of the week. It's it, what do you make of what appears to be a great dynamic between Nicholas Singleton and Katron Allen? Yeah, I think I think that Singleton is starting to exhibit some of Allen's you know, qualities, I guess, like when the way that he runs hard, um, that the, the, the separation in terms of the thunder and lightning, that kind of easy cliche yeah, is, right. yeah. is going away a little bit, it, but it's a, it's a good thing for Penn state that both of them can do what they do. I don't think that Catron Allen is going to, you know, light anybody up for an 80 yard carry necessarily, but that doesn't matter if, if he's ripping off uh, 10 and a half yards of carry that, that will do that. That is something that the Penn state can absolutely work with uh, the, the, you know, I mean, that's 30, what was it? 32 yard carry uh, was just a thing of beauty. I mean, his vision, the way he sees the field, the way he, uh, he, his cuts, it, it just, He's, he is uh, very much a guy who I think is is primed to be very very good moving forward. You know, in a reliability way, <laughs> like the, yeah. this, this idea that you can have someone who's consistent back there uh, to to complement in whatever way it works out. Uh, Nick Singleton, I mean, it's a it's a tremendous weapon for Penn State to have. You know, I know uh, that. 
Christian Bayer came off the bench last year. I know Will Levis ended up with a couple of starts in his career, but no backup quarterback, I think, has played more or more snaps in a traditional quarterback role. We know Levis was used a lot, obviously, and how Tommy Stevens was used. Yep. Since 2011, with the dynamic with Rob Bolton and uh, Matt McGloin, but it was different. This is totally different than that. So two parts to Drew Aller. One, yep. how do you feel James Franklin has managed it? And two, what have you thought about Drew when he's been in there? Yeah, I I like it. I like how, how James Franklin has managed it. I, I thought that, like, I have minor quibbles, right? I, I thought that maybe he could have gotten in uh, at the end of the first half for that last, that final drive with a minute to go against Maryland. Um I think that, and this is maybe not the time or place for this, but we would not be talking about Drew if college football had its act together. Right, <laughs> if, I understand. If, if that, 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 is, that is just the bottom line, uh, and, and I just it, it frustrates me to no end that there is no relevance for teams who, like, you only get two shots. You get two shots to play relevant games, uh, and then the rest of your season is deemed meaningless. Uh, so, so that's that's its own thing. Uh, but now, Drew, I mean, Drew has been he's he's been a freshman. He's been a really talented. He reminds me a lot of Abdul Carter at the beginning of the season. Yeah, right. Uh, a, a guy who, when it happens, the, that flash. Just you can't avoid it. You can't. You can't That's miss right. it. It's it's so obvious uh, the talent that he has, but also makes mistakes. Right? Does, right. does all the things that a normal freshman does. Um, you know, I, I thought it was such an interesting dynamic from a, a bigger perspective on Saturday. Of okay, everyone in the game. Right D- during the game is clamoring. Okay, Penn State's got a big enough lead. You're into the second half. Put the kid in. Put the kid in. Put the kid in. All right, he's in the game, and now he starts to scramble. Which, great. Okay, okay. Right. He, he has displayed that for you. But at the end of those scrambles, he's taking some pretty big shots. This is a, a physical Rutgers team, yeah. and in my head, it it, it, it goes ding ding ding. Hey. Get this kid out of there! Right. Get this kid it, right. It, it, it's like this, just this this razor's edge of okay. You want to do the most responsible thing that you can for the program. You want to develop him. You want to get him these first team reps. You want to get him uh, all of these experiences. They're all valuable. But at the same time, do not in any way jeopardize next season. Yeah. So it's just, it's it's been a tough balancing act. But I think that that James Franklin has handled it well. Uh, yeah, uh, I would I would get him to a baseball guy and you know and you know like with Cooper's group and you know, hey let's learn how to slide here. Right? Yep. I'm not and I'm not joking about that. I mean that's yep. okay. Uh, finally, yep. your thoughts on the matchup with Michigan State, which obviously still has there's no question they have talent, but they're also five and six. Yeah, I you know I, I obviously I'm paying a lot more attention to Penn State than Michigan State, but certainly the way that that game unfolded on Saturday for them, yeah, uh, you know to lose to an Indiana team that's obviously pretty pretty outmatched at this point in the year uh, suggests I, like I kind of thought 
two weeks ago. They had won, I think, three games in a row. Yes, had an opportunity. To they had a chance four. to. Yes, yeah. Yeah, I, I was, I was of the mindset of, hey, everybody's kind of glossing this over from Penn State side of things. That Michigan State's going to come in and be. I mean, they have played Penn State tough, no doubt, just about every year. Yeah, uh, and so I would absolutely anticipate the same, depending on what the weather is, all all these sorts of things. Um, you know, but but uh, again, I mean, Penn State and the way that it's organized defensively right now, I, I don't see the avenues for giving up, right? I mean, unless you make big special teams mistakes, unless there are explosive plays for touchdowns that are very uncharacteristic uh, from what Penn State's defense has done so far this season, I just I don't, I don't see how teams are going to score points, right? And so that, that would absolutely hold true of Michigan State this weekend. Nate, always a pleasure, my friend. Appreciate it very much. I know we didn't get to some basketball. Maybe we can do that later in the week. Sounds good. Love it. Thanks for having me. Nate Bauer on 3.com, Blue White Illustrated. Donnie Collins, Scranton Times Tribune. Next half hours, we continue on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Mm-hmm. When car repairs get difficult. Well, I, I just don't know. Um, me neither. We get good. Sunbury Motors. More than quality new and used cars, Sunbury Motors specializes in complicated auto repair diagnosis. They can handle intricate repairs and even complete auto body with service open Monday through Friday, 7 till 4. And Sunbury Motors has made simple repairs easy. Maintaining your vehicle is necessary. Finding the time to do it is difficult. Welcome to Sunbury Motors Quick Lane. Open 7 till 4, Monday through Friday. Just walk in or call ahead. Relax in their remodeled waiting room with Wi-Fi, beverages, and snacks. Will Sunbury Motors factory train techs take care of your oil change, tire alignments, brakes, and inspections. Quick Lane, 6.30 to 6, Monday through Friday, Saturday, 6.30 till 2. Sunbury Motors, Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury. And Sunbury Motors, Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. We take the... Mm. Out of auto repair. Maybe one unique thing about Sean that will stick with you and what do you appreciate the most about him? Yeah, probably his his perseverance. Um... You know, through good, through bad. And probably the other thing that probably jumps out to me is he has maximized this this Penn State experience um, in a way that I hope more of our guys do. Um, you know, we do a guest coach program where we bring professors and, and donors to games so they can kind of get a, a, an opportunity to peek behind the curtain. And I always tell our guys to introduce themselves and – you know, Sean's over at the table last week exchanging, you know, phone numbers, uh, you know, with those people, you know, so he's preparing for life after football whenever that happens. Um, next week, he'll get another degree from Penn State. Um, he's, he's done a great job from that perspective and has just handled it all, I think, with class. Another answer you didn't like. No, this one I do. There's just a dumb part of the fan base that doesn't like that answer. We'll leave it at that. Well, I mean, I've been I've been obviously asked about it on you know national shows and so forth, and I said I think a lot of it has to do, in my opinion, a lot of it has to do with the fact that you know is the six year thing. I mean, the first you know, I mean, the first two years he didn't play at all. Uh, but 
I said, I think that's part of it. You know, I think, um, you know, they wanted to see you know him perform better in some of the bigger games, got that. But I think that has a lot to do with it. And, of course, the new shiny toy is sitting there, and everyone loves the new shiny toy. And that is, of course, Drew Aller. And Drew is a fabulous prospect. No getting around it. But for those of us who are around it all the time, we have great appreciation for Sean Clifford. Oh, and by the way, guess who has a great appreciation for Sean Clifford? Drew Aller. (laughs) Exactly. He has a great appreciation for Sean Clifford and Bo Perbula and Christian Veyer. So uh, they do have that appreciation for him, which is great. All right. Great to have you with us on the show today. Uh, Donnie Collins in the next half hour from the Scranton Times Tribune. Show tomorrow. Uh, no shows on Thanksgiving or on Black Friday. i got a game Friday night anyway with Lafayette. And then uh, then a full series of shows next week, including the show a uh, week from today at Clemson. Today's show brought to you by our good friends... At Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia, Routes 11 and 15, Elmo's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. By the way, did you see uh, the EA Sports announcement today? I did see that, and I think, one, the suit is probably very happy about that today. Yeah, but there was, it was supposed to be brought back next year. And instead, it's going to now arrive in the summer of 2024. It's... That was the big surprise. Everyone thought it was going to be next year. No. Either way, you'll get it back. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now, from the Sunbury Motors studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia, routes 11 and 15, almost Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Kia, Hyundai, the best in new inventory. All with great warranties, so important. Great pre-owned inventory with the Sunbury Motors guarantee. Which means so much. I mean, they go over, they go over these cars all the time. I mean, is it's just the, the the peace of mind buying experience and a fabulous service department that just takes care of every phase of it. And they have great technicians. They're looking for more technicians. That's all at Sunbury Motors, Fourth Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, it's eleven and fifteen Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. And, of course, we missed yesterday because of the Bucknell basketball game, which led them, by the way, eventually to a championship. Congrats to Nate Davis and the crew, and another great call by Doug Birdsong. So yesterday's show, of course, always on Monday's Purdy Insurance. Market Street in Sunbury, go to purdyinsurance.com. All right. Here we are on the anniversary, by the way. Matt, I don't think you realize the anniversary of the butt fumble. 
by Matt Sanchez. Oh, that's that's Mark, right because it was on Mark Thanksgiving. Mark Sanchez. Yes. Mark, Mark Sanchez and yeah. <laughs> All right, let's bring in Donnie Collins. Screen Times Tribune. Hello, Donnie. Same to you, Steve. Happy to be with you on the day of the butt fumble. I know. How about that? The anniversary yeah. of it. Uh, and just brings back such fun memories. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, today was a fun press conference. Uh, <laughs> Maybe the most fun ever. Yeah, I mean... Uh, <laughs> And, you know, and and it wasn't like questions weren't answered, but it was just I just thought it was fun. I mean, that's how I looked at it. Yeah, I, I would say loose is the word I would use. I mean, I mean, obviously, it's uh, not taking nothing for granted. I'm sure, but you know, James is feeling good about his football team. Very thankful for a lot of things, and there was a lot of Thanksgiving talk. Uh, so I want to start with with the seniors on the team because you've covered every step of the way with them. What do you think they have meant not just to the program as leaders, but the fact that they have also been in this particular era stayed with the program? Yeah, I mean that's that's no small thing. Now, it, it, obviously, when you got a when you got a guy who sticks around your program for five six years, that that means something. That means more than just hey, I got the play. I mean, it means I, I like the culture. I was a driver here. I, I, I did a yeah, I, 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 this it was a benefit to me to to be here with these coaches for for as long as I have been. And 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 look, I mean, you, you hear all the time, oh, you know, Clifford, you know, he, you know, he's been here six years. If he, you know, if he he should have been gone by now, but you know, guys like that have meant a lot to this team. They've they've been here during really good times. 2019 was a really great season for Penn State. Uh, you know, and, and Clifford's the quarterback then. And 2022 was shaping up to be a really terrific season for Penn State and Clifford's back. But in between, there were there were some downtimes, and you know you need those guys and that kind of leadership and, and that consistency and mental toughness to get you through those those times when you're a developing program. And I think in a lot of ways it is that kind of a developing program now. Now you're starting to see the you know the, the light at the end of the tunnel. Uh, obviously, with some of the with some of the freshmen they have and the way they've been playing in recent weeks. But you don't get there without guys like Sean Clifford and, and Jair Brown and, and P.J. Mustafer and, and Jonathan Sutherland and, 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 and that, that type of player. So I, I think when James said today he's going to be emotional on Saturday to, you know, with, with it being their last game at, at, at Beaver Stadium, I, I think it is for, for a lot of reasons, not just because you're, you're saying goodbye to the kids who've been around a while, but kids who've meant something. Meant a lot, no question. Uh, so what have you seen from this team down the stretch that has impressed you? Uh, they haven't given up. I mean, they, they – I, I think really it comes after the Michigan game, where, and, and that was ugly. And, and at that point in the year, obviously nobody really knew what could come, but, but we've known for a couple of years now that losses have turned into losses with this team, and things have spiraled. Uh, last year against Iowa, they, they lose that game. Wasn't the, wasn't the end of their season by a mile. But then they, they go out a couple of weeks later and play pretty poorly and, and lose, and that's their season, and then they, they never recover from it. Well, this year they, they didn't let that happen. Even against Ohio State, I thought they played really hard. I thought they were the better team for 51 minutes. I think a lot of people agree with that. And, and certainly in their other games, they were dominant. Um, you know, James at the end of the Michigan game said a lot about, you know, about how we need to get bigger and stronger in the, in, in the, in the trenches. And I think they may have taken that to – 
to heart. They may have taken that personally because they've been the bigger, stronger, tougher team in the trenches pretty much the, the rest of the season. So I, I think what, what's impressed me most is, you know, and, and people are going to say, well, the freshman running backs, and, and, and I agree with that. And, you know, they've, they, they've done a lot on defense. Manny Diaz has, has, has helped them out a lot in that, in that area this month. You know, they've gotten better and better. But I really think it's the mental toughness of the team to, to look at it and say, hey, we've lost two games. Our season is – the goals we had coming into the season are quote-unquote finished. But they've really played hard, and 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 I and I, yeah, I, I believe this team when they. I, it, sometimes it's just words when you hear, "Oh, we want to finish as strong as we can." But I believe these guys. You know, when when Sean Clifford says after the after the Rutgers game that you know we we just we just got together and decided we were going to we weren't we were we were going to leave this team the the very best way we possibly could, and I think they're trending toward that. I, I and I think that takes a measure of mental toughness and leadership that they may not have had the last couple of years. You mentioned getting bigger. I think part of that is Kozai Izzard because he's really the guy that is in between size-wise of P.J. Mustafer and Akeem Beeman. What has his presence meant in your opinion? Yeah, he's made a bigger impact than I, I thought. And I, and I knew he had a, a good season last year. I, I thought he was a, a pretty decent player coming in when, when Mustafer got hurt last year. But he's made a really big impact. He's rushed the pass through. One of those guys who I, I thought – you know he's he's going to be a, he's going to be a run stuffer and whatever you get from him, you know, you know on passing downs you get from him, but he's been a really good two way play. He he's a guy who could play every down for me now. I I think he's he he's one of those guys who's developed, and you know sometimes he just you know, he's he's not one of the the, the name on the marquee kind right. of guys. Yep, he's one of those guys who, who good teams have, and he's been I I, I just think he's been been tremendous the last couple of games and he and credit to him he's been better than i thought he was i, I did not think he was this kind of player even last year but he, he's taken big strides and you know and next year I, I think you could legitimately expect him to be even better next year yeah that's the big guy james is talking about getting bigger up front well he's one of them moving forward you referenced the freshman running backs the last couple of years i think people felt well if they only had a running game now you're now as you watch it in reality. What are you seeing with those two young running backs with an offensive line that has had some moving parts? It's amazing how much better the offensive line looks when your running backs are that good. Yeah. It's, yes. It's, it's, yeah, and, and I think I think the the offense it's pretty much the same guys. I mean, Juice I think is playing a position where he probably they'd probably been better off if they could have used Juice at center. And I think North had something. Sal being back has given him something. So I don't want to, you know, pin it all on, on, you know, on, on, on the running backs being better. But, but yeah, they're certainly better than than what they've had and and, and more gifted. And I think I, I think it's a little bit different with both of them. With with Allen, you know, you knew he had the vision and he, you knew he had the toughness, but did he have the speed? Well, he's shown he has the speed. And with Singleton, you knew he had the speed, but does he have? You know, could could he go out there and, and and you know after high school where nobody ever really even got with you know close enough to tackle him, could he could he run between the tackles? And I think really when when this team started playing pretty well is when Singleton figured out some things about running between the tackles. He, he yeah. you know he he went he, he watched film. He clearly started to get a get more of a feel for the position than just being a sprinter. And he's getting on on, on games where he had three yards early in the season now he's getting seven 
he's doing it pretty consistently. He's seeing that extra cut, or he's not taking that extra cut and just and just plowing forward for a couple of extra yards. He's making the right decisions in recent weeks. And now I think even in since November, I think it's getting harder to start. You really can't if wouldn't necessarily know which one of them was in the game. And I and I think that's a that's not necessarily the way I thought that was going to go in the beginning of the season because I thought they were pretty complimentary pieces, but they're both obviously tremendous, tremendous talents. And, and, and yeah, if Penn State could run the ball like this in a, in a couple of years, the, the, the offense is probably going to be one of the best in the Big Ten, if not in the country, because, because, of, because of the talent these two guys have. I, and, and, and especially out of that, out of that team formation package where – you're going on fourth and one. You're, you have to you have to worry about Singleton breaking, however many you know, you're breaking touchdown runs out of that because he's he's so fast. But I think I think Allen could do it too. I, I I've really been impressed by how they've kind of adjusted in season and become more like the other. How do you view the loss of Parker Washington? Yeah, it's I think you know injuries happen and. You don't obviously want to lose your your best receiver, and he was the, he was the best receiver by a mile on this team at this stage of their careers. I, I think he he was starting to become a, a factor that the, more of a I don't want to say Dotson because that's not fair, but a, a factor like Dotson could have been you know at times where where you know you needed a play, you were going to him, and he was going to get open. But you know I, I think as James said today, it does present some opportunities, and it is the end of the year. Uh, you don't ever want to lose that kind of guy, but but if you're going to see what you got, make it you know make it be at the at the end of the year when really guys like you know Trey Wallace and and uh, and Amari Evans aren't freshmen anymore. They they, they should be quite a bit better. And I, I asked uh, I asked Taylor Stubblefield last week about Amari Evans, mm-hmm. and he gave a he gave a really wonderful answer during his press conference about how you know this is a guy who played quarterback in high school, and and there are some body movements and some subtleties to the position that you don't know unless you've played it. But now he's played it and he's starting to get it. So I, I, I think either on Saturday or in the bowl game, you're going to see a lot more out of Lamari Evans than we've seen so far. But you don't get those opportunities if, if Parker Washington doesn't get hurt. And you obviously... And I think, unfortunately, we lost Donnie there. Yeah, I think we did there. We'll wrap it up after this here on the Steve Jones Show. All right, great to have you with us on the show today. And... uh, by the way, the World Cup continues USA-England on Friday. Yesterday was a disappointing draw. That's what happens when you have a team on the run and you have possession the entire time, and then you let them off the hook. And that's what they did. They let them off the hook. They ended up in a 1-1 draw. If you win your opening round game, 84% of the time you advance to the knockout round. 
if you draw in the opening round, you still advance 59% of the time. But the problem is the USA has a tough draw because they have England next. Uh, that was not um, that was not fun yesterday. Typical U.S. men's national team fashion of yeah. finding a way to lose. Well, they didn't lose; they drew. Well, finding a way to not win a game. I mean, that's I mean, that's that? when they that's when they had won. I mean, that's I mean, that was that's part of the killer of the, of all that. They had the thing won. They had possession. They seem to have control. And evidently did not. So. Oh, well. So. Uh, so that's coming up on Friday. And there's a lot of folks. The games on Thanksgiving, by the way, are not bad. Uh, you've got the Lions and the Bills. If you notice the Bills, when they played the Browns at Ford Field, they used the visiting locker room. They wore the white jerseys. They were on the visiting sideline. And they had the choice of whatever they wanted because they wanted to get used to the fact that that's where they're going to be for this week's game. So you got Bills and Lions, Cowboys-Giants, and the nightcap. What's the nightcap? It's Patriots and Vikings. Patriots Vikings, which is actually not that bad either. So, Giants Dallas is the meal. I think it's set up perfectly. You have your appetizer, the main meal, which is Giants Cowboys, because that's a huge game, and then Patriots Vikings should be a pretty good one too. And then on Friday you have Iowa and Nebraska. And I can't believe I'm saying this. If Iowa wins, they win the West. <laughs> I, Hence why Penn State still has a chance I for the just, Rose Bowl. <laughs> I just sit there and I, I That I really is have, a flat-out joke. I have no words for it. I mean, they've found a little bit of an offense. I mean, the key is is that they beat Purdue 24-3. to That's the key to all this. They That's the tiebreaker. You know, they did score 33 against Northwestern. They beat Wisconsin 24-10. They beat Minnesota 13-10. I will say this. Jack Campbell is... Watch the game on Friday. Jack Campbell is outstanding. I mean, he wins the Minnesota game for them, and that's not the only game he has won this year where he has made the big play when needed. There are certain guys that are just really good, and he's one of them. They averaged 17.5 points a game. They only give up 13.5 points a game. They only have 152 first downs. They're averaging 95 yards rushing a game. They're averaging 159 yards passing a game. They're averaging 253 yards a game. Third down, forget it, 29%. Fourth down, yeah, they make hay there. Nope, 410. 
Get the lingerie on the deck. Call the janitor. I mean, do you know how many red zone touchdowns Iowa has this year? I'm going to say less than five. No, it's ten. Oh. It's ten. That's shocking. It's ten. But they've played 11 games. They're <laughs> ten. True, but I still didn't think they'd even make double digits in that category. Now, conversely, the opponent has 12. It's, let's see, turnovers. Iowa's thrown, let's see. Okay, Iowa actually is a plus seven giveaway takeaway. Why? Because they have 13 interceptions on defense, seven fumbles. So that's 20. The Iowa offense has uh, thrown six interceptions and uh, fumbled and lost seven fumbles. So they're actually plus seven. Quarterback, five touchdowns, five interceptions. You add in Padilla, the other kid, five touchdowns, six interceptions. It's just Slam Laporta. Well, he's got 53 catches, the tight end. Regani, Lachey. It's just it's it's stunning. I mean, Drew Stevens has only kicked nineteen extra points all year. Now he's been great on field goals. He's fifteen and seventeen, including uh, including over forty. You know what? He is over forty and very impressive. Five of seven, over forty, including two of two beyond fifty. But Campbell is the story. Campbell has 110 tackles, four for losses, two interceptions, a fumble recovery, a forced fumble. He has also blocked a kick that forced a safety. He's just a great college linebacker. He really is. He's a great college linebacker. Let's see. Red zone. Iowa. Seven rushing touchdowns in the red zone to three. They are 10 of 11 in field goals. They fumbled it twice in the red zone, lost it. Turned it over on downs once. Ended the game in the red zone once against Wisconsin. Yikes. I mean, I'm telling you. Iowa makes the Big Ten championship game by winning. Kevin Warren may send a surrogate to hand out the trophy. (laughs) What are the ratings for that going to be? Right at the uh, basement with the Pac-12. Actually, because it's Ohio State or Michigan, the ratings are going to be good. 